0: Welcome to episode number eight of the Four Animals for Earth podcast. Today I'm talking with Na in Eagle Rock, California. The simple action that we can take after today's episode is to reuse small, empty skincare product bottles for toiletries when we travel. So why do we have this idea? Well, skincare products can really cause a lot of waste from leftover product in the bottles being bad for the environment to the packaging most often being single use and then tossed into the trash so we can really do a lot by completely emptying our bottles and by reusing as many of them as we can so i hope you're able to use one for travel next time for today's show notes go to slash podcast 8 eight. Hi there, this is Brandy, and you're listening to the Four Animals, for Earth podcast. This is a space where we inspire each other to take small steps every day to live a more conscious life, helping animals and the planet while we do it. I'm so glad that you're here. Let's all take a deep breath and let's get started.
1: And really being able to help hopefully more people feel better about their skin Um, which is, is, is exciting for me. And I really, when I get testimonials from friends and family or people who've tried the product, it really, you know, makes, it makes me feel, it confirms what I'm doing. Like it's confirming, like, this is what I should be doing. I can help other people um, with the same type of skin or just help anyone feel better about the skin that struggled with acne.
0: That was Na Tran talking about how passionate she is about her new, non-toxic skincare line. It fights. Wait for it. Acne! Yeah, seriously, clean beauty that fights acne. How cool is that? Na is the founder of Skin Society. It's a fairly new line that is actually really easy and super convenient to find on Amazon. In our conversation today, Na and I get a little technical, but I love this because she walks us through how she physically created the product, what's in it, like into the ingredients, and what it takes to sell on Amazon. If you struggle at all with pesky breakouts, you'll love this talk. But honestly, even if you don't, you're going to learn a lot about skincare and how it's made, which I think is good for all of us, no matter what your skin type. I think it's really neat to be able to go behind the scenes with somebody and really learn about how a skin product is created. So I think you're going to love it. Let's get started. Let's go back a little bit. When did you first get into skincare or start caring about it at all?
1: Um, so actually, I th- I think uh, it mainly started in, t- in terms of like a necessity or just about because I had always struggled with acne. It was never really – it wasn't always really bad, but I'd always have breakouts, and it started at a pretty young age. Um, so I think I started really st- – taking care of my skin in, um, high school, I would say eighth grade, eighth grade beginning high school. And so from there, I actually just had to always take care of my skin. And that just made me interested in learning about products and just, you know, having to really take care of it, you know?
0: Mm. Yeah. Well, and, and I think, it, it sounds that, like that's probably about the average age that, that mm-hmm. people start mm-hmm. to have different breakouts or different things happen that cause you to to pay more attention to it. When you say uh, take care of your skin, what kind uh-huh. of things were you doing to take care of so it? So
1: actually, it's it's it started pretty, you know, in terms of we're talking, it's pretty young. Actually, it did, I had done a lot of different things. So I always had an oily combination skin. And I think what happened at that time, I was having more hormone like, I guess that hormonal acne too, right? So I'd have oily skin, which I would get a lot of blackheads, whiteheads, and just like I was oily in my T-zone. So I was prone to breaking out more because of that. But I was also developing, I think, cystic acne at that time. Um, And so what I would do was actually, I I would try different products, but I also had gone to the dermatologist. I would sometimes on like the cystic acne, Um, that I was getting, I didn't realize what it was at the time. I would get some, I would get the cortisone shots too for them. And then also I started doing, um, getting facials at a really young age. So I was, you know, getting the products also, you know, seeing the dermatologist and getting facials often.
0: Okay, wow. So you were doing a lot as a teenager to, yes. to really take care of um take care of your skin between facials and seeing the dermatologist. And I can
1: imagine it was kind of stressful yeah. <laughs> as a teenager. And expensive because I was saving all of my money for these things.
0: Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I can imagine. I think back
1: then a cortisone shot was like $20 for every visit I went. Like, um, I think they would just charge me per shot. I mean, $20 when I was like in eighth grade is a lot of money.
0: <laughs> it is a lot of money. <laughs> it is a lot of money.
1: For sure. And then my facials were like 50 back then. So I would, you know, save basically all my money for just my skincare.
0: Wow. Wow. And so what is cystic acne and what was the cortisone shot doing?
1: So what it was doing is, well, at the time I really didn't know what it was doing, but I knew that it was basically the cortisone. So cystic acne is developed when it's more severe type of acne and it's, it's underneath the skin and there's, it's when bacteria gets underneath the skin and sometimes develops an infection. So that's why it's like gets puffy and red Um, so what happened what, with the cortisone shot, um, I think it's like cortisone slash steroid. So they call it like a cord. Usually they just call it more of a steroid shot. Okay. Um, so what they would do is inject it and then it would just kind of like kill the bacteria. That's what I'm thinking, what it did. And it would go away, but it would still have like a puffiness, but it would be empty. I see. Okay. Wow. But it wouldn't hurt anymore because the ones that, the acne, the cystic acne, those are underneath the skin and they really do hurt. So you can feel them early on on your skin now. Like if you feel something hard, like it's it hurts and it's swelling, it's usually like a cystic acne. And Got it. it. So.
0: And, and does the cystic
1: acne ever come out to the surface then? It does. So, it does but you have to really watch it very carefully like you literally have to babysit your cystic acne or for me at least um i started with my skincare um with my skin type i started to develop keloids i would say in my mid-20s so that means like when i would scar they would raise so basically if i got like i've you know if you if got cut or something like that my scars would turn into keloids where um, the skin is a little bit more puffy so for my skin type i was starting to keloid with my cystic acne if it wasn't being taken care of and watched carefully sometimes sometimes it would not come out to the surface and then it would just be a bump and it'd, it'd be a scar so with my product my cystic acne uh spot treatment, it actually helps with expediting the process and making sure it does come to the surface.
0: Uh, okay. Okay. So you, you struggled with this for a long time. And then at some point you started thinking about creating your own product. How did yes. you get to the point of making your own
1: product? Um. So basically I think it was, I'd always had, you know, struggled with skin, with my skin, never found any products that worked for me. And then this next part of my, you know, life in skin, um, I developed a cystic acne and was just really tired of not being able to find a product that worked for my skin type. So it was just like, okay, trying to solve a problem that I had forever, really. Um, and so what happened was, I started researching, like, hey, you know, if I can't find something on the market now, like, let's try to f- solve this problem that I've been, I've had for so long. So I started, you know, I started researching labs and then that's, that's kind of where it started.
0: So you didn't necessarily start as like a DIY at home cream. You, you kind of were thinking,
1: you know what, (laughs) I'm going to solve this problem for myself and everybody else on the planet. (laughs) Yeah. Well, because it's like, it would have took me too long to figure it out. And there's, you know, professionals, the formulators, chemists that already know what they're doing. Um, you know, because there's so many... Well, in terms of you're like, okay, let's just go to the professionals because it's going to take me too long. And then it'll be like 10 years by the time I, you know, get this launched.
0: <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> so so you started researching on Google. So how did you find these professional people?
1: Is um, so, something you could
0: find on Google?
1: Yeah, you can... I mean, I'm pretty... I'm a really good researcher. I'm like, basically you tell me what you want. I can find, I can find the person or I can find a way. So I definitely re- done a lot of Google researching and a lot of just reaching out and finding um, the right labs to work with. And I, I really wanted to work with a California based lab so that I could see the facility, uh, meet with them and just know that they're, you know, a legit, like, you know, skincare is so important. So I just wanted to make sure that, you know, I, I, it was transparent on what they were doing.
0: Mm. Yes. So that's how you ended up having something that was made in the USA. It was more about being locally, you know, being able to physically go in there and talk with people and work with people and and bring it to life.
1: And then also having, you know, a carbon footprint and just, you know, helping our local economy is important to me or to 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 skin society and to, you know, the business.
0: Mm, yeah. Um, so you you have two products that are on the market right now, both of them to help with cystic acne. One of them is a spot treatment and the other is a clarifying gel. Can you talk about what the two products are? And when you went through this process of starting with them, did you think about a lot of different possibilities and land on these two? Or did you kind of know this is what I need and can we work to find something mm-hmm. to make that fits that?
1: So for the first two products, I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted to be able to address, you know, the, the, the big breakouts, which is a spot treatment, um, because those are the ones that, you know, everyone kind of, everyone kind of, I feel like everyone kind of needs a spot treatment, especially me. And so, um, I started with, and then I knew with, for my skin, basically I'm kind of my, um, I guess the the test, test. the tester I'm the yeah, tester. Yeah, yeah. So um, basically, I wanted to develop the products that would work for me. So one I needed a kind of a, an everyday clarifying gel, and then a spot treatment. So the spot treatment basically and we talked a little bit about it, but um, it's it's the spot treatment is made for any type of acne, but it also works on cystic acne. So it really does you know, reach underneath the skin and it really helps. What it does, it also not, it either makes the acne go away or the pimple go away or it expedites the process. So if you feel it early on coming and you're like, oh shoot, you know, those ones that on the nose that hurt or the ones that are on the side, you're like, oh, I feel it coming. If you put it on right away and just keep on applying it, sometimes either it will go away in one or two days, just heal on its own, or um, it would expedite the process it would be kind of it, it, would, it would come out faster than it normally would if you didn't apply it. so you could see results pretty quickly. but with the cystic acne spot treatment, um, I recommend to use it until you're pretty much um, healed because it helps heal the the pimple as well versus just like letting it just yeah it just helps heal so it doesn't scar mm and the clarifying gel um it was developed because i have like i have a oily congested skin um that have a lot of blackheads so it helps with just kind of the natural exfoliation preventing uh preventing like more breakout so it does help and then it just also it's, since it has a natural exfoliation it helps with smoothing out the skin and then um kind of clearing up the skin as well
0: mm, so. they sound like magical products
1: (laughs) (laughs) well they're magical for me so that's why I'm so passionate about it like lately I feel like at home it's been nice because I I don't have to put as many products on right I just put on what I need I don't really have to leave the house unfortunately if I do I maybe I'll just throw a baseball cap on and just not have to worry about putting like makeup on except for today and so that's been really nice um to do, but I've also felt a little stressed out too, right? So then, with the blemish, so I'm like, okay, I feel like I feel bubs coming up because I feel a little stressed out. So I've been applying the blemish clarifying gel, um, and that's been helping.
0: Ooh, nice, yeah. nice. You know, so the Skin Society products are. Clean. You've you found a way to make them cruelty free, paraben free, and non comedogenic. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious if you can talk about the process of you know creating those products and finding ingredients and deciding Mm -hmm. on ingredients. Was it hard to make it a clean product? Um, no.
1: So initially, I wanted it to be made with natural and safe ingredients. And it's funny because now the term clean is pretty new and I'd been developing this before, before, you know, before the clean term came out. So um, I just knew I wanted to make it with good ingredients, right, and natural ingredients because there's such, so with skincare, it was since initially before it started um, developing the line, I did my research and it was like either there's natural or there was like science-based, you know, with chemicals, mm-hmm. chemicals aren't bad because there's you know, water is a chemical. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to combine the two because I felt like natural is good, but sometimes natural doesn't isn't as effective, especially on acne. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to, to combine the two um, to create a product that actually was strong enough and effective enough for acne. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, it wasn't really that hard because I kind of had done my research already on like, basically we need a lot of exfoliating type, um, ingredients and there's a lot of natural there. So, um, developing it was actually pretty easy in terms of working with the lab because they're so good at what they do. And, you know, I explained to them what I was looking for and they really helped me develop the product.
0: Ooh. Yeah, that's really nice. I know you mentioned earlier, you know, you kind of decided you wanted to do it. And then it's like, how do I find an expert to help me? And it sounds like that really smooths the the process quite yes, a bit. Yes, totally. Yeah.
1: That part was easy. (laughs) (laughs) That's
0: awesome. (laughs) You know, I know. So you sell on Amazon and and when I met you a couple of years ago, you were in the process of trying to be approved. And, um, I know I was actually a little bit comforted by the fact that you said it's really hard to get approved to sell on Amazon. You have to, you know, go through quite the process. And, um, you know, how did you decide to to sell on Amazon and, and to, to go through what they require to, to be able to sell a skincare product on their site?
1: So I actually have a, um, I was having a conversation with my good friend, Lucy, and she, i had been talking to her about like kind of my ideas of creating the skincare brand and like what I wanted to do. I was working full time already. And I was like, I kind of want to do this. And she really had, had encouraged me. To, to start working on it. And she told me like Amazon was a great avenue and that I should try that that way or that platform because it already has an audience, already has customers. You just, I mean, you still have a lot of work to do once you get launched. But um, she had encouraged me to look into that. So that's what I did. Um, I mean, it's funny because I didn't think of selling on Amazon before that, even though there's so many, products and sellers on, on Amazon. So that's what me, she helped me like to, you know, um, look into Amazon. And then with Amazon, it actually, the process was long, but it wasn't, I mean, it was long and it was, was difficult. It would, it could be difficult for some people. Um, so the process to get approved to sell on Amazon, which is good. It's, it's actually called, um, uh, being gated. So, on Amazon where there's certain products they're gated where not everyone can sell, which is, you know, so it makes you have to kind of basically jump through hoops or, you know, go through the application process to, to sell a certain category and which is good that they have topicals gated. So, you know, no one, not everyone can just sell anything and you have to be a legitimate business to sell on Amazon um, or at least sell topicals. <laughs> So, um, a f- couple of the requirements here, I had to look them up again cause it was so long ago. Um, one, the one main thing is that you actually have to be brand registered and that means you have to like apply to Amazon to be brand registered, but you also have to have a trademark for your business and brand mm-hmm. for the brand. Um, so I, and applying for a trademark that took nine months. So I had applied for the trademark, um, and then after I was approved, I was able to apply for brand registration on Amazon. And then, you know, along with a couple other, what else did they, hold on. Um, and then you have to go through the process. And the, so that was step one, along with the application process. Step two was that um, we have to provide some documents from our lab so luckily you know mine we, I had a good relationship with them, and they were willing you know they were able to provide the documentation that they had requested uh, the one I they had re- that I provided to Amazon was a certificate of analysis so basically just the um, kind of the results of the testing of the product and then the other things that I had to provide was invoices from the manufacturer um, pictures of the product and making sure that the labels were FDA compliant. Um, and that was, I think that was it. It worked yeah. out really
0: nice that you were working with the lab, you know, this this mm-hmm. time. I think that probably helped a tremendous amount. You mentioned it helping earlier, but even with this process,
1: I can imagine it helped. Yeah, out. there's some people that I've seen like, oh, how do I get approved? How do I get the COA? And it's like, you have to work with the lab. Otherwise, you would have to send your product to another lab and have it tested for the COA, which is really expensive as well. So... It was nice that they were able to provide it.
0: You mentioned FDA approval, and I know that your lab helped you a ton with that. Do you have any idea what kind of things the FDA is looking for? for approval? Um,
1: so the FDA, in terms of the lab, so basically it was just an FDA approved label, making sure that you provided the information to the customers on our labels. Um, with you know the ingredients, the size, everything, so that was fda approved label um and our and the lab that I work with is also fda approved um, i don't have all the information of what they have to be or what they have to do to be fda approved um and I believe that not all of hmm labs are FDA approved, mm-hmm. but ours happens to be FDA approved, which is really important to me. But I guess I should look more into that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but no, it, it makes sense. And, and the reason that I asked, and actually I this conversation I know is a little bit technical, but I kind of feel like it's good for people to hear some of the things that um, go into a safe skincare product because yeah. there is the process of making it. But then there's also, I think, I don't know if you would say the same, but I I know at least me and I feel like kind of as an American society for many, many years, we just kind of blindly followed that things were okay to use. Mm -hmm. And, you know, now... I think it's just comforting that, you know, Amazon requires some different things that, you know, if you're working with a lab, being FDA approved requires a certain process with them. Um, Labeling, I recognize a lot of just what you're talking about, even with kids' clothing, you know, like labeling has to be really clear. You have to know exactly, you know, what's in it. Um, Those kinds of things, it's it's a little bit of a technical conversation, but I just think it's nice um, to just hear some of the stuff that you might be looking for When you're thinking about trying, because there's probably a million different skincare options on the market. Yeah,
1: I mean, especially since it's not regulated, it's important that, you know, at least um, skin or brands are working with registered FDA, registered labs, and also that um, you're using ingredients that are not, that are not harmful for you.
0: Mm. So, yeah.
1: Yep yeah agreed Um, in terms of the um with the lab everything is very clean like you know with having it fda approved is it's that um it's a clean environment it's which well i know that in terms of being fda approved you have to have like a super clean sterile environment to be you know mixing products and stuff like that
0: Mm. Well, and I guess it, it brings up the point as well as it's being made here in California. So you know that um, it's ethical, uh, the people who mm-hmm. work there are treated well.
1: Um, you making know. a living wage. Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah. So there's a lot that goes into, you know, right? Like skincare, you talk about all the products, but it's also how everything's made um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that you kind of have to question a little bit.
1: Yeah. And then all the So, the packaging we try, so the first two products we try, I wanted to use glass um, bottles, and um, it does have a plastic, like a dispenser on top. So, it was important that to to try to use um, recyclable or reusable type products. And I know it's not possible to do that with all of you know, once I expand the line, there might be things that I'm, you know, might not be able to do in glass but at least hopefully i can make them recyclable or reusable so the nice thing is that with my packaging now i actually i started reusing after i empty them out and my husband actually gave me a the idea with this guy because my the cystic acne is because he actually started using it and putting our um our uh, cleanser in there when we're traveling so it's actually a really nice try you know to to put other you know moisturizers or whatever else um, in there to reuse the, the containers. Ooh, yeah, that's a good idea. That's a really yeah. good idea. I didn't idea. even think about it. I'm like, <laughs> right. four years later, you know, I'm like, oh, this is a great idea, honey. <laughs> it's true.
0: You know, I, I find the same thing for me with kind of a lot of um, just... Mm, zero waste ideas. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, I'm amazed how many things never even crossed my mind. And then you look at it one day and you go, Oh, I could be using that for this, you know? And it's just, it's, it's nice every time one of those little things pops
1: up that you're. Yeah. And then you save money too. You're like, Oh, I don't have to buy a box. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It's true. Or another travel size container. Exactly.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's very true.
1: Um, so,
0: you know, if someone is listening and struggles with acne, I think it's pretty obvious that they should try your product. I think that, um, you know, why not? (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I know, you know, I personally tried it and it helped me for different spots and I'm not somebody who necessarily has struggled with, you know, acne over throughout my life, but I do have spots that pop up and it, it helped. I think that if somebody's, if somebody is listening to us, they should for sure try your, your product. And I also, um, I'm curious what else you would recommend for this person that might be struggling
1: with cystic acne as well. Um, I think one would be really having a routine and making sure, um, you have, you're washing with a cleanser, um, using a toner, a safe toner, um, and, you know, using exfoliate. so the, I was just having a skincare routine, One, number one, using a cleanser, washing your face daily, two, um, an astringent or toner is, is helpful, but it's not necessary, I mean, it helps clean out the skin, um, having an exfoliator is really good, is really important, to, um, And then having some type of spot treatment or acne gel, you know, hopefully one of skin societies, and then making sure you're moisturizing your skin. Those are the, I think the five products that you would need. I mean, if you really had to bring it down, having the moisture, uh, cleanser, exfoliator, a, a treatment, some type of acne treatment, and then a moisturizer, but also making sure you and this isn't just for people with acne is just to make sure you wear your SPF, um, sunblock on your skin. Cause you don't want to like damage your skin and then just covering up with a hat, you know, when you're out in the sun. Mm. So, um, if you're struggling with acne, those would, that's what I would recommend. If you're interested in learning more about natural beauty, natural ingredients, it's actually really important to start looking at the labels on your products and really, um, And really like understanding the ingredients and what they do.
0: Can you talk um, a little bit more about that? Like how, how would somebody go about understanding the ingredients? So
1: basically, more? so nowadays, I mean, which is really important. The reason why the FDA actually wants or lay you to have a certain size font on the ingredients is so that you can actually read them. <laughs> <laughs> it's ironic you say yes. that, but it's so true. <laughs> and so what they do, so basically, you know, for our products, we actually don't have that many ingredients. Um. So what you would do is basically looking through it, and um, and the way you can research the ingredients is actually you can go to the EWG website, and you can just actually plug in the ingredients in there, and actually just read. I mean, actually just even Google any of the ingredients, and you can learn about them. Um, So ours has you know natural ingredients: aloe vera, glycerin, glycolic uh, glycerin, and then the niacinamide is. You could look that one up, and it's actually a vitamin. B3, um, it is a, I would say it's a synthetic natural, it's the synthetic um, clean ingredient. So, you know, it, it'll explain to you what are good ingredients and what are natural ingredients and what are bad ingredients. So uh, being able to look that up is really important. So, I mean, even uh, what I've noticed uh, before I logged on today with you or got on, um, I was researching some other I guess, natural skincare brands or brands that seemed like they were all natural, but they weren't. And that's not bad. It's just, they were being marketed as like full natural brands. And then I, I, and then looking at them, like they're actually clean. Having synthetic or other ingredients in your uh, product is not a bad thing um, because natural isn't always going to be the best thing for your skin.
0: Mm. That makes sense. Because
1: um, synthetics are, there's, you know, technology now, um, there's such innovation and technology and science that there's such great um, clean synthetics that actually make the products more effective. And with, um, with skincare, especially, I feel like you need, sometimes you need a preservative to make sure that the product is safe and doesn't like, safe and doesn't there's no contamination in the, in the ingredients. So that's where I feel like it's really important to have preservatives. There are natural preservatives and there's also synthetic preservatives, but um, you, you definitely have to have some type of preservative in your skincare. Mm,
0: that makes sense. And is that because the skincare will break down and become unsafe? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Interesting. That's, that's really
1: definitely it's like, and a lot of, and our, and some of our preservatives, some are natural preservatives and some are synthetic preservatives. So there's a combination of different preservatives in the ingredients. Um, but some are even, uh, food quality preservatives as well.
0: Mm. Mm. Okay. That makes sense. And, you know, you mentioned something earlier that I thought was interesting. I wanted to ask you a little bit more about it is natural um, or synthetic ingredients that are exfoliators. You uh-huh. mentioned that that's really important uh, for dealing with acne. And I wondered if what those products might be. like those. Um, so glycolic,
1: items. glycolic, and salicylic acid are important. Uh, exfoliators, malic, uh, malic acid, lactic acid. So glycolic acid in our products, um, they're actually derived from sugarcane. And both of our products have uh, the glycolic. And then tea tree oil, well, that's not an exfoliator, but that helps with um, inflammation. Okay. Salicylic acid is inside the clarifying gel, and that's also a natural exfoliator um, derived, from, derived either from wintergreen leaves, usually wintergreen leaves, sweet birch, or other selected plants.
0: Got it. Got it. Okay. So and aloe vera as well right you know oh yeah aloe vera yeah it does what does that you know it's funny i use it um when i have irritated skin but i don't know if that's really what it's meant
1: for (laughs) so aloe vera is just kind of has like some healing properties to it um like it really just helps soothe the skin so what that's what it's mainly used for in in both of the products
0: Before we enter the simple idea part of the segment, I wanted to take a quick moment to say thank you for being a listener and thank you for supporting me in this work that I do for Four Animals for Earth. I really appreciate your support. I'd also like to invite you to learn more about the resources that we offer on our website at 4 i have put together a booklet of 50 Simple Ideas to Make a Difference that summarizes the various posts that are on our blog right now and other ideas that I think can be worked into daily life without too much stress to make it happen. You can get a copy at bit.ly50simpleideas. That's the number 50. So it's bit.ly/slash 50simpleideas. I hope that you'll find something there that speaks to you. Uh, it's not about doing all 50 ideas, it's about finding one or two that seem realistic to you and that you could try, you know, throwing into your everyday life. Now let's go ahead and jump into the one simple idea to make a difference part of our show. So I try to wrap up every conversation with a simple idea and Mm -hmm. we've talked about a lot of different things today, but I wonder what is something that you think a listener could do with his or her skincare that would treat animals or the earth a little better than maybe they are right now?
1: Okay. So I think there's a couple, there's a few things that we could do or everyone could really do to um, help the the earth. One is with your skincare products, use them. They're called empties. You know, everyone on Instagram is like, oh, check out my empties. So basically we want to empty out your products so that they aren't left either are put into the Put down the drain or sent to the landfill. So we want to use, empty them out. Or if if the product's not right for you, it's not working for your skin, then you can donate it to somebody or give it to a friend so they can use it all. Um, and then it might work for them. Um, another thing that you could do is um, is start using cotton swabs, uh, reusable cotton um, pads, instead of you know the one time use and just reuse those. And I think, and also recycling your packaging would really help to reuse or recycle your packaging, pack your containers and packaging. So those are the things, three things that, you know, anyone can do to help. Mm, I love
0: that. Yeah, I love that. They're so simple and it, everybody literally can do it. Everyone uses some sort of product, you know, whether you use a lot or a little, you use something. So yeah, yeah, I, I love those ideas. You, you now have your first two products on the market the the acne treatment and the cystic um, or sorry the acne acne treatment and the clarifying gel what are you excited about now what are you doing with the product right now with Skin Society
1: um, so basically I mean what I really this has been a long time coming is actually just really marketing the brand and really being able to help hopefully more people feel better about their skin. Um, which is, is, is exciting for me. And I really, when I get testimonials from friends and family or people who've tried the product, it really, you know, makes, it makes me feel, it confirms what I'm doing. Like it's confirming, like, this is what I should be doing. I can help other people um, with the same type of skin or just help anyone feel better about the skin that has, has struggled with acne. So that's what I really want to do. But even with this whole, like um, the COVID, 19 thing I'm like, hey, should I start making some hand sanitizer <laughs> not you know just to help people you know because it's just there's there is a shortage I'm like, hey, maybe I can donate some hand sanitizer or do something like that I don't know that's just recently the last day or so I've been thinking about and working on doing something like that I don't know, <laughs> but in terms of products, I would really like to create um so you know what i've struggled with with skincare has been i've either had to buy a product that's oh age defying or acne right and there's not that many products that combine the two um, our clarifying gel does help with fine lines but it doesn't address acne and age defying products at the same time so that would be like the next product I would like to develop, um, but just not there yet.
0: Mm, Yeah. That sounds amazing. You know, that's something I personally too have been constantly looking for is actually something with SPF, something that's age defying and, you know, a natural skincare product. And it's so far, I mean, I, I have stuff I'm using now, but, um, I'm still not 100% sure that it's, it's, it's it's hard to
1: find like the combination of products because, Now that we have families, that you're just you don't want to put so many products on. You just want to minimize and just use what you really need versus just having a bunch. Mm. Yeah, for sure. A bunch of different things. Mm
0: -hmm. For sure, for sure. I love your idea. I think um, yeah, I'm excited to see that come about here at some point. Um, For your two products now, Mm -hmm. where would you like people to go if they're
1: interested? Um, We can you can buy it on Amazon or you can go onto my website. Uh, the skin society.co, or you can actually purchase it on Instagram or Facebook. So I have a shop on Facebook, and then I also have like the shop um, option on the products on Instagram as well.
0: Okay. What's your Instagram handle?
1: Um, skin Society. It's Skin Society underscore. Okay. For Instagram.
0: So at SKINSOCIETY underscore. Yes. Perfect. Okay. Great. All right. Well, thank you so much, Na, for being on here and for chatting with me about this. I, I learned a ton and I think that <laughs> um I think this conversation is really helpful, especially for people who may be struggling with different types of acne and not finding a solution, just like you. Yeah. You know. So thanks again All for right, being thanks on. Thanks for here. having me. <laughs> And that's all for today. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. If so, please consider hitting subscribe, rating or reviewing us, telling a friend, any or all of the above truly make a difference. The more people we can reach, the more people I can find to interview, and the bigger impact we can make together. Keep an eye on your feed. We'll be back soon with the next episode. Thanks. Bye.